welcome back to Crank Kick Commentaries. As always, my name is Jake Damastro, and as always, I am joined by my very good friend and co-host, Keaton Byer. Hello, Keaton. Hello. How are you? Not too bad. So, we had so much fun doing <laughs> Shanghai Noon. Oodles of fun. Oodles of fun. Coming back with the sequel, Roy O'Bannon versus The Mummy. Roy O'Bannon versus The Mummy, the greatest title ever conceived. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much as good as it gets, really, there. Roy O'Bannon versus The Mummy. <laughs> I wish they'd made that into a film. I don't know if it could be committed to film. It's, like, it's, it's too... Uh, it's too good. Too, too good. I don't know what that means tangibly, but... <laughs> it's but like yeah, I agree. Be, yeah. You would just go to, like, develop the film or the... or the, like It would just come out blank. Exactly, yeah. It's just... It's too intense. Exactly. Or maybe Royal Bannon versus Mummy would just be too violent to screen. <laughs> it would be, like... It would be f- too many X's. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be like septuple X. <laughs> yeah. Like, what about that scene where he kills all the zombies with one bullet? Unwatchably violent. Yeah. It's horrifying. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're watching. We're we watched Shanghai Nights this week. We do. That's what we did. We chose to do this because, as we said, oodles of fun with the last one. I guess. <laughs> I don't even know if that's truly true. I think it's more that we just felt commitment to the to the series for Lord knows what reason. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to see it through, so we did. And I guess that's yeah, let's just go right into it. Let's start talking about the uh the summary of this this one. Because this, okay, so it's kinda incomprehensible. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I think it makes perfect sense. <laughs> this is the the sequel to Shanghai Noon, as we mentioned. Right. Uh, I guess for happens... those for non-returning listeners, we should give a bit yeah. more backstory of what's going on here. Exactly. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, basically this is uh, another sort of uh, buddy kung fu movie comedy action thing, but it's not a western this time. I'm gonna go right up. Right, uh, right ahead and say that this is the same movie but worse. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh man, I think it's way better than the first one. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll get it. That'll be a fun discussion to uh, prove you wrong. Yeah. In later on. All right. But anyway, so basically, like we pick up like a couple years after Shanghai Noon. Yeah, go listen to last week's episode if you haven't. They've got the gold. Yeah, so uh, Jackie, John Wayne, John Wayne is uh, is now the sheriff of Carson City, is it? Exactly. He's a he's a sheriff of Carson City for whatever reason. Well, because they became lawmen at the end of the last one. Yeah, exactly. But you know, he just he's committed he's really to good it. At it. Yeah, I guess so. I, that's right. He is really good at it because you see his whole uh, his whole wall of of wanted posters that he's that he's captured. Yeah, you'd think they'd just take them down after a while instead of just posting. Yeah. Anyway. And the princess from the previous movie is mentioned, no. although she does not appear. She's doing the Lord's work in San Francisco, whatever that means. Um, I chose the phrase Lord's work. I don't know why I said that, but she's doing, she's in San Francisco Something. for whatever reason. Yeah. 
Uh, and actually, we missed the whole fucking intro bit, which was, I think, one of the best scenes in the entire movie. The whole... Because the movie actually starts in China, right? The whole intro bit. The part in China. Yeah, right. The part where we meet What's-Her-Name and, and, and John Wayne's father. Yeah. So that yes. happens first? That's the first thing that happens in the entire movie. Wow. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. We'll get into all this, but okay. So, yeah, so you've got... Uh, do we know that it's his father? I think we do. We do well, we we do as soon as we show the, they show the photo of Jackie. Right, exactly. So we learn pretty quickly that this is his, his, his dad and his sister, and his dad is like the... the, the you know, guard of the Imperial Seal, so they like you know write this huge backstory that did not exist in the first movie. It's it's reasonable. Like uh, you could have like yeah, his uncle was like uh, involved in the Chinese government as well. It wouldn't I be suppose a stretch that's true. That his father was that. too. Yeah. Anyway, he's the keeper of the Imperial Seal, which is very important to being the emperor. Apparently. Wow. Naturally. Naturally, yeah, exactly. Um, if you got the imperial seal, what's stopping you from just being the emperor? No. So yeah. So then, then they the 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 guy, the evil guy who's got Lord evil vampire hair, <laughs> he comes in and kills Jackie Chan's father. Yeah, and there's a whole kung fu bit. Yeah, and we learn that Jackie Chan's sister is really also also really dope at at fighting, which is no surprise. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the first scene that we forgot about. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, back in back in Carson City. Back to Carson City, yeah. Jackie gets a uh, a uh, letter from his sister, telling uh, telling him that his father's been murdered. Explaining the first scene, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that um, basically that she tracked his killer to England. Yeah. Um, and then basically Jackie's like. I gotta go to England, but before that, I need the gold. So I gotta go find my buddy Roy O'Bannon, who's in New York now. Yeah, so he goes to New York City to find Roy O'Bannon, who's living, you know, the glitz and the glamour lifestyle. Yeah. What are they, the guy? The guy said he has like, oh, doesn't he have like the top floor of the? Of the Ritz. Oh, yeah, and we also know that uh, he's now famous because of a series of novels written by Sage McAllister about yeah, his yeah, exploits. Yeah, right. Exactly. With such fantastic titles as Roy O'Bannon versus The Mummy. Exactly. An amazingly titled novel. Um, yeah. Uh, which is kind of an inconsistency, though, because it seems to be that these are wildly successful. Anyway, we'll get into that. Yeah, well... <laughs> Anyway, we 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 get to uh, New York, and uh, Roy is up to his old antics. Yeah, Roy is uh, you know swashbuckling around. Well, I guess not. He's not really actually at all. He's he's not swashbuckling actually. He's kind of just uh, putting it on. Yeah, he's just loafing around really, talking uh, about swashbuckling. We find out that you know uh, his relationship with Falling Leaves from the previous movie. Uh, it's disintegrated. I guess it work out. She's she's just not not here anymore. <laughs> it's not explained. She, yeah, she's not in the picture. Presumably, I mean, I don't know if I I'd be able to stand Roy O'Bannon for <laughs> that long. for very long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't imagine yeah. she stuck with it for very long after the after the first movie. Anyway, so we find out that 
the uh, the gold is not uh, you know it's not it's not here right now. <laughs> yeah, well, it's in, it's been invested into a series of questionable it's investments. It's what the Wall Street pros call a uh, a long term long term investment. Exactly. So it, it, you can't you can't touch it right now. Yeah, it's you building. <laughs> it's accruing value. Exactly. In, I think he invested in Zeppelins, not automobiles, which was, you know, at the time, maybe a good call. Who knows? When was... Well, I don't know, actually. When was the Hindenburg? Like, oh, no, that was much later. It was 1911. That was much later. So it's like the golden age of Zeppelins had yet to happen, you know? Yeah. He could have made his money back still. Yeah, this is still like, yeah, he still could have... Still could have, yeah. We don't know. Profited. That that might happen in the third movie. We'll find out. Yeah, and we also don't know like which Zeppelin companies he was invested in. You know, there's a lot of details that you still got. You know, exactly. But currently, things are around. not working out too well for Roy because he's currently uh, he's he's currently employed as a waiter slash gigolo. Classic. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's not you know he's not loving it really. Uh, he has no, no direction. But he seems to be okay at it, I guess. <laughs> he's doing a good job. I mean, he's pulling in the, in the, 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 uh, what do you call it? What's a female, is it a, what's a female John? Is it a John? I don't know, actually. Is it a Jane? Maybe. Anyway. Well, I'm, hold on, let me Google it. <laughs> I noticed that in the cast they are listed as debutante. Ah. Those two characters, I guess. That, well, because yeah, they're the mayor's daughters or whatever. Yeah, female. It's sometimes called Janes, but this is just Wikipedia. Okay, so there you go. You heard it here first. Um, right, and so. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Basically, Roy's like, well, you know, I don't have any gold, but like, you know, if we sleep with these women, they'll yeah, pay we'll, us. we'll make some gold to sleep with these debutantes. So. <laughs> There's this really um, weird scene. Yeah, this movie basically just traded the racism for sexism, didn't it? In a lot of ways. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically going through with this whole plan, and then turns out that these women are the mayor's daughters and that Roy is in a lot of trouble. Yep. So then they have to just, you know, good old-fashioned get out of town, but, you know, you have to get past the mayor and his goons first. So you've got the first awesome uh, Jackie Chan sequence of the film with the uh, revolving door, which is awesome. Um, yeah. He beats up, like, six cops <laughs> using her, with their own batons, essentially. Their own batons, a luggage cart, and a revolving door. And then, meanwhile, while all this is happening, all this is happening, Roy has has hatched a cunning plan. <laughs> they find that one of the luggages is coming out of the hotel, is uh, bound for England. So they hide yeah, in it. Yeah, they stow away. They stow away on a boat, and uh, and then they just like nonchalantly wander around on the deck of the boat like it's no big deal, even though yeah. they stowed away on it. And it seems like a pretty <laughs> small ship. Anyway, yeah, who knows? Um, so they get to England, and they're you know. Immediately uh, talking some smack. Well, Royal Bannon's talking yeah. some smack on the English right off the bat. And then they encounter, you know, a plucky little yeah. street urchin. Yeah, we don't learn his name until later. Yeah, I think the, the, the one of the guys refers to him as Charlie. Right, okay. So there you go. We meet little rapscallion uh, Charlie, who makes off with uh, Royal Bannon's watch, who he stole from his uncle, who stole it from somebody else. 
Abraham Lincoln. Abraham yeah, Lincoln, he, he claims. Says, he claims. That's called into question later on, but we never really get a, a final yeah. answer on that. But uh, one would assume that it's not true. Uh, so, yeah, they're little Charlie makes off with the watch, and, and they're another... Well, because Charlie is confronted by another gang of street people, I get Like, it's... Uh, what'd you call them? A gang of adult yeah. street toughs. And they're like... Charlie, you're going to wish you never run away from the workhouse. <laughs> yeah, dark stuff here. Dark stuff. I don't know what goes yeah. on in the workhouse, but it's bad. No good, no good shit. Um, yeah, it's bad stuff. <laughs> so Charlie ran away. They tried to bring him back, and then Jackie was ja- like, nah. And then, then yeah, uh, Roy's like, I just want my fucking watch. Yeah, so they beat the shit out of all these guys. Well, Jackie yeah, beats the shit out of because these guys are like... Wow, Roy beats the shit out of one of them. Yeah, one of them, exactly. Jackie beats the shit out of the rest of them. Roy beats the shit out of one of them. And then they encounter um, <laughs> the uh, a police officer uh, who is a mixture of hapless and successful. I don't really understand how they play off his character. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty dumb, but... Yeah, they, a, a police... Uh, inspector, police I inspector. guess. They don't... They just call him Inspector, or do they call him... They call him Artie. Artie. Inspector Artie. Um, so, yeah, so they meet him, and he's quite an interesting uh, inspector who has some, you know... Deductive abilities. How would you describe it? Some futuristic methods, some modern methods of police work. So he's kind of like... Uh, is he kind of like uh, Detective Murdoch or something? <laughs> Oh, he's a lot like Murdoch from Murdoch Mysteries, actually. He's, uh, well, he seems he seems a little more uh, uh, aloof or a little bit more like, uh, not aloof. Murdoch's yeah, I mean, he's more but, like uh, somebody else who like we might get to later, but. Like Murdoch, <laughs> anyway, I'm not, not going to start comparing Murdoch to this character because that could take hours. Because um, Murdoch's such a deep character. It's a well of... Um, uh, yeah, a well of creative. We're just moving past it. It turns out that this guy is a fan of the Roy O'Bannon novels. Um, you know, Roy O'Bannon versus a mummy, absolute classic. Uh, and, uh, he's like, well, uh, actually you guys helped apprehend these criminals that we were looking for, so we're just gonna take you out of, we're just gonna let you go. Wait, yeah, sure, great, cool, weird, okay. Well, I don't know. It's not that weird. I mean, were they really doing anything wrong? No, they weren't doing anything wrong, but how come he's such a, like, he's got these great methods, but he couldn't catch these street toughs? It's like this weird... I don't know. He's got other shit to do. He's like this weird mixture of, like, a terrible inspector, but yet a great inspector. Like, what? Well, he's just a smart guy who might just not be that good at being a good cop. I don't know. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Jackie's like, uh, oh, but, and do you know anything about my sister because I'm looking for this address right because my sister's supposed to be here and he's like well actually we arrested her the other day because she tried to murder someone it's no good it's convenient so uh, they go and see uh, they go to Jackie's sister's cell and uh, she's on the ceiling right now and tries to kill them but <laughs> then she realizes it's Jackie yeah she she, she kicks uh, kicks Artie in the face knocks him out yeah and he's surprisingly chill about it yeah um, and then they have like a, a reunion and they hug and then um, uh, she's introduced to Arroyo Bannon and who is immediately, immediately smitten with her. Yeah, falls in love with her instantly. 
Well, then they're like, uh, you know, maybe we could, uh, maybe Artie, maybe you just let her out of jail because you're such a fan of me, says yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Roy. As soon as I saw them in the jail cell, too, I was like hoping they would give us another awesome jailbreak scene, but not to be No, well, I mean, they don't have the convenient, the, the convenient, uh, way to get them out. Yeah, well, they could have done the same thing. Oh, no, there was a door, well, no, but not bars, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Also, I I don't know. Maybe they had the extra bar on those those right, British yeah, the prisons. Bar. It's not like it's not the old west here. So anyway, yeah, they try to get her out. Uh, but uh, he's like, nah, you can't do that because she tried to go murder Lord Rathbone. Exactly. Yeah. And Lord Rathbone's like, you know, twentieth in line for the throne or something. No, eleventh, eleventh, tenth. Oh, tenth, tenth. My mistake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, because she was like, "Yeah, Lord Rathbone tried to." Sorry, Lord Rathbone killed our father, so I need to kill him. How did she figure out it was Lord Rathbone? Because she saw him. All oh, right, she, she tried was, to she, fight yeah, him. Right, remember? she was there. Yeah, I totally forgot he was just. Were like, you asleep during the first like part of this movie or something? No, 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 <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but I remember it clearly. I can visualize it perfectly. I was certainly there. Okay, right. And so anyway, they, uh, they're basically like, oh, well, I don't know. What the fuck are we going to do? I guess we're going to go, uh, I can't remember how they meet the kid again. I guess he's just following them around because he liked Jackie's fighting so much. Yeah. Cause they encounter the kid once more for some reason. Well, it's be, it, it, it I think if the kid was following him around because he was so inspired by Jackie's, the you fighting. know, the kicking yeah, yeah, and punching. Yeah, yeah. He, he seems to be watching the. The fighting, yeah, you're right. So yeah, right. They, they and then find he's the kid, like, and then they go to the place that he's broken into. Well, yeah, but first, uh, uh, Royal Bannon insults him a bunch. Yeah, have you ever heard of those? They're parents. We have parents that love us. You don't, because you're a little orphan. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best lines in the movie. I don't know. I I quite liked. Uh, I've just been violated by a barnyard animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. All the best lines are said by uh is said by Roy O'Banner. Yeah, of course, of course. Owen Wilson has the best one throwaway uh, line. So they, uh, basically they're like, uh well kid, go fuck off. But then it starts raining and then kid's like, Well, I don't know, do you guys need a place to stay? And they're like, Fuck, fine. Um <laughs> Yeah, so they start hanging out with the child. And the kid like breaks into some fancy house for them and they just kind of like, you know, uh, squat there for a bit. Yeah, they just like you know, and try to come up with a plan. Yeah, they make themselves real comfortable. Uh, and then Roy O'Bannon breaks out his crayons again for for Roy O'Bannon makes one of his classic plans. How do they know? What do they? What? How do they figure out their plan? How do they figure out their plan? How do they end up going to the party? Yeah, why do they know that that's the that's what they need to do? I don't really. I miss that part. Because the the house that they were in happened, the the owners of the house happened to have been invited to that ball. I know, but why? And they, the invitation was on the mantle. I know, but why do they know they needed to go to that ball? Because they knew it was Lord Rathbone, and that was just him having a ball. So they knew they needed to go to the ball to confront Lord Rathbone. Well, they needed to go to Lord Rathbone's house so that they could steal the seal. Right, back. they're going to get the seal back from Lord. Sorry, I, I just I kept forgetting the why they were going there. Just like they need the seal. Yeah, right. The seal, of course. Can't forget about the seal. And then, meanwhile, we also find out that Rathbone is not working alone. Ugh, it gets 
more complex and more incomprehensible because we have the useless <laughs> character of uh, Donnie Yen. Oh, no, it's awesome. Uh, if they, anyway. should have, they should have picked one. I don't know why they had two characters. Both of these villains are great, though. They should have just merged them. I don't know why there's two. Anyway, it doesn't turns make out that, any sense. That, that Donnie Yen is the Emperor's brother, but also evil brother. Of course. And that he wants to steal the throne. Yeah, so they're going to get the seal. they got to bring it And he's going to give it to Donnie Yen. Yeah, and Donnie Yen, because Donnie Yen, and Do- do, do we know Donnie Yen, what his role in all this is yet? Why? Well, we said he was the, the Emperor's well, we evil brother who, who wants is, to steal. But, but do we know, like, why he's, why Rathbone's stealing the seal I think for that him? all kind of gets explained later, okay. but not very well. <laughs> yeah, it's all kind of, yeah, it's it's all poorly explained. So we know he wants the seal so that he can go use it to unite the Emperor's enemies, as he says. That's what he says. Uh, Lord knows how that's going to work, um, but that's his plan. So they break into the, 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 the castle. They Well, they, don't, they walk in. Well, yeah, they don't break in, sorry. Because they have an invitation. Yeah, yeah, they walk in, and then they go, and they're trying to find the seal. They get into the library. Um, well, how did they get in? What were their disguises? Uh, <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> So this is the first, well, this is the most racist part of the movie, for sure. Other than the racist, like, indigenous joke at the beginning with, like, the whole savages thing. But that you've got Roy O'Bannon is dressed as some sort of pompous duke. Um, and then... He's Major General Sherlock Holmes. Major General because, Sherlock Holmes, yeah. Um, because he saw the Sherlock clock in the... In the while he was trying to think of a name, yeah. So he comes up with a random name. Yeah. So then they come up with the uh, with for Chan Wang. They come up with the 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 uh, the name the Maharaja of Nevada. Yeah. Uh, which is you know, uh, it's not necessarily that part that's racist. It's the head bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's the clothing. It's the head bubble. It's the clothing with the head bubble. That's like pretty racist. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so they they go to uh they they're in the ball, and uh they're like okay, got to get something to eat first before we you know go steal oh, yeah, the seal right. and everything. This bit, this really long extended bit. <laughs> What, about the spotted dick? Yeah, about the spotted dick. It's such a long bit. Yeah, and, well, then he, it's not the, It's not even that long. It's, and anyway, uh, Jackie has to confront Rathbone, who's being a huge dick, and he's like, I hope that, it, it somehow doesn't notice that Jackie is not, in fact, Indian. Yeah, well, I think he does know, because he, he alludes to the fact that he can tell be, that he's <laughs> from right, the Orient. Right, yeah, but... Somehow doesn't do anything about it. Yeah, it kind of doesn't really add up. <laughs> that he knows he's clearly up to something, but doesn't do anything. Also, Artie is supposed to be guarding this ball. Artie does, and yeah. doesn't say anything Cause he's, when he notices them walk in. Artie's terrible at, what he, at his job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, basically, they slink away and sort of break into... Uh, Rathbone's study, I guess. And they start looking for secret passages because, you know, that's that's obviously where he would keep the the Imperial Seal. Yeah, because that's what it is that's what's in the script, so 
that's what they had to do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they are a little creeped out when they notice that, uh, you know, the eyes in the painting are moving. Yeah, as soon as I saw those statues by the fireplace, I I called it. I knew that the uh, the trigger was going to be the boob. 100%. Right. As soon as you see it, it's like, oh, yeah, definitely boob trigger. Yeah. Definitely going to be a, so, a, a statue fondling situation here. Well, uh, while Roy is, um, you know, perusing um, Lord Rathbone's library. Um, yeah. Uh, is He's distracted, and Jackie accidentally leans on the statue boob. No, he's feeling around for it. He doesn't accidentally. He's looking for it. He knows it's there. Oh. I mean, he doesn't know that the boob is doing it, but he's looking for a... Uh, for yeah, a secret yeah. passage. Anyway, he presses the boob and and he with, with the, the whole fireplace spins around and he ends up in the secret passage. Yeah, and classic like, spinning fireplace. Roy's like, where the fuck do you go? I I don't know. Yeah, and then he but then he encounters the eyes. He encounters the eyes and he's like, What the fuck? And then the guards come in because he screamed. Like a dumbass. And uh and then he's like, Oh fuck, all these guards, what the fuck am I gonna do? And then out for the painting. <laughs> like, the painting rips open, and it's Lynn. <laughs> the, uh, it's Jackie's sister. Thank goodness she's here to, like, you know, save the day. Because she escaped jail. Using uh, using um, the nudie cards that uh, that Owen Wilson That Roy gave her. her. Yeah. The She basically kicks all the guards' ass. Meanwhile, Jackie's like, oh, shit, the seal is here. Uh, yeah, Jackie finds the seal in, like, the secret room. Um, there's there's yeah. an awesome scene where he fights the guards and is like with the pots and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, they go to they get into the the barn where they see they see Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's doing the exchange with uh, Rathbone. Rathbone. Yeah. So then there's some more fighting. Uh, I don't. Well, no, because no, there before that there was fighting, wasn't there? There's a bunch of fighting. There's a bunch of cool, awesome fight scenes, and Jackie fights a bunch of guys with books and then pots and shit. Yeah, there's a few sequences it's of good. fighting here. And then there's... Anyway, so they, they find the seal, they open the box, and they realize the seal's gone. Yeah. Because Rathbone is currently meeting up with Donnie Yen, and he's giving him the seal. Yeah. Um. So they, they sneak down there and see the exchange going down, but uh, they're noticed... And uh, Rathbone's like, ah, fuck, I uh, gotta get out of here. And I'm also gonna light the barn on fire as I leave. See, it's your own barn, though. Yeah, but he doesn't give a fuck, man. He's rich. Yeah, I guess he's, he's, he's like tenth, 20th he's line for the front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 oh, wait, no, no, but they get the seal. They Yeah, well, somehow in this, what, in this? Some, they drops the seal or something. Uh, but uh, it turns out that the kid had been following them, and he grabs the seal. Right, so the kid, Charlie, gets the seal. Charlie, and Charlie runs away with the seal. And they don't know where he, he Charlie, because he's looking out for number one. He's taken after Owen yeah, Wilson. Yeah, exactly, because that's what, that's what Owen Wilson told him. Yeah, because Owen Wilson's a dick to the kid, and, you know, he's, 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 the kid looks up to him, apparently. For some reason. Um, anyway, so then they, uh... They're like, oh, fuck, man, uh, we're in a burning barn. Uh, how are we going to escape? And then Jackie's like, oh, uh, Lynn, uh, 
I'm gonna give you a boost, you can leap onto the ceiling and climb out because you are an acrobat just like me. Yeah, so <laughs> that happens. She gets out, but... Jackie's like, Roy, you gotta do the same thing. And he's like, dude, I can't fucking do that. Like, did you just, like, our... come on. <laughs> yeah, what in our history together thinks you, makes you think I'm capable of that? Um, and so he's like, I got a better idea. Uh, and so then they steal Rathbone's fancy automobile which is in the barn yeah yeah so then they smash through the burning barn they drive through the side of the barn or through the barn doors it's fucking sick uh and they have a they're they don't i don't think either of them know how to drive because it's fucking 18 something something 87 and nobody knows how to fucking drive no and they've neither of them have even seen a car before they don't even know what it is well they know about automobiles well he pronounced it because they decided not to invest in them automobile or something like that yeah, yeah, automobile. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't anyway, seem so th- confident that he knew what it was. Right, 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 right. <laughs> anyway, so they uh, they're like driving down the road in this car that they don't know how to drive, and they veer off into the woods, and they're driving through the woods, and they go through the woods, and they're in a field, and then they hit something. And they pass out because they were in a car crash. Yeah, they were in a car crash with no lights. At driving like, through you know, a field honestly, probably like you know, four miles an hour. But like, you know, that was probably like pretty fast back then. Yeah, like what's the maximum speed of a car in eighteen eighteen eighty seven? I don't even know that there were cars in eighteen eighty seven that were like. I guess maybe the uh, a rich guy like that would have had one. Yeah, exactly. That that's uh, that's the whole point. Yeah. I think. Um, but it's like, anyway, Roy has a dream, uh, just like in the first movie. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, you know, that one's, you know, pretty gross. You've got... Oh, yeah, and then Lynn's in it, and then she, like, licks his face, and then he wakes up, and then he realizes it's a cheap, just like in the first movie with the yeah, vulture. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's, uh... Yeah, and that's when your favorite line of the film. Uh, yeah, he's like, no, I'm not okay. I just got violated by a barnyard animal. <laughs> and so then they're like, all right, um, I guess we got to go back to London. Um, and they're like, all right. Uh, so they're walking, they're walking, and then they're like, oh, there's a wagon. Maybe we can hitchhike. And it turns out that Lynn is driving the wagon and- because she went to go find them. And again, the random woman who has no character saves the day. She has way more of a character than Falling Leaves did. Uh, yeah, more. More, for sure, I suppose, yeah. I guess no one in this yeah. movie really has much of a character besides the two. I don't know. I think I think she's got a character. Like, you know. There's all this, like, conflict between her and Jackie. I suppose you're you know? right. There's a little bit there. Because, I mean, part of that has to do with, uh, basically, uh, you know, Roy is coming on real strong now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Roy Roy is, yeah, hitting on her for real. and Hitting on and her, she, like, you know. And she's into it, it seems. Jackie's and, less and she's, so. She seems into it, but uh, but uh, Jackie's like, no. No, she's my, she's my babysitter. Sorry, baby sister. <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, uh, just being a huge, like, you know. Uh, what, what do you call that? Horn dog? Uh, no. I, what's Jackie doing? Oh, he's being a cock blocker. Right. Yes, that's what that's what you call it. That's what you call it. Yeah. Um, the horn dog is uh, the only uh, known enemy. 
<laughs> uh, and so then they they get back to the city, and they're like, okay, we gotta lay low for a while. Um, and so they go into like a sketchy brothel slash, um, you know, hotel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, where they stay. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty uh, happening place. There's like you know, I th- I thought the scene was hilarious because they play the uh, they played like. I don't know, ZZ Top or whatever. I know that was from the first movie, but I forget. Um, but it was like, you know, saloon music, but from like, you know, the 90s or whatever. And then when when uh, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson were like talking to each other, they put the music like lo- lower as if it were playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this movie is pretty anachronistic in many ways. I just thought that was hilarious. Just like, uh... <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's playing in the I, I background. I don't think you should be like questioning the accuracy of this. Oh uh, yeah, but I guess maybe, maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jackie decides you know he's got to have a talk with Lynn because you know there's no way he's gonna let her like you know get with Owen Wilson because he's a fucking yeah. Well then, piece of shit. Then we have this like weird repeat of the the. Basically, the exact same thing that happens in the first movie. Well, in reverse, though. Exactly. It's just a slightly reversed. Well, not slightly, 100% reversed. But, uh, like, I don't really understand, like, what Chun Wang's motivation is here. You know, what? Like, I. Well, I mean, he knows that, you know, Roy is full of shit. (laughs) Or at least that's the way he views it. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like this is, like, this this seems like forced conflict to me. That's all. Right. I don't know. So he, he says a bunch of things about Roy to Lynn, culminating in calling him Roy O'Baloney. Because he's full of shit, yeah. Well, because he's full of baloney. Full of baloney, yeah. <laughs> Roy O'Baloney. And, and Roy overhears this, and he's sad. Yeah. Roy's not, because Roy wanted him to talk him up, and he, he even said he would. Yeah, and but he did the complete opposite of that. Oh, and also <laughs> told him that uh, that thing about his salmon nuts on upstream. Oh, yeah, yeah, the thing that, like, weird, like, equated the fact that he uh, he was infertile to being a bad person, which was a little strange, but there you go. Well, I mean, he's self-conscious about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, Owen Wilson, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay, then we, we you get the um, Rathbone, right? He He comes back. Right? Like when they get kidnapped with and they're dunked into the river. I'm just trying to remember how we get from the river from the from the brothel to the river. Well, you skipped the pillow fight. Oh God! Right, I forgot about that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So. There's this whole weird, like, um, surreal scene with a pillow fight. Yeah, there's like an orgy scene with like a pillow fight, and then uh, Lynn like breaks down the door, or like you know comes to find Owen Wilson. Roy. Because, you know, she's, like, not going to listen to Jackie Chan. Um, but then it turns out they're, like, you know, <laughs> having some sort of weird naked orgy. It's a really weird scene. <laughs> yeah. And so Lynn basically goes and storms out uh, and murders, uh, sorry, kills Jack the Ripper. Kills Jack, Jack <laughs> the Ripper, yeah, which I feel like. <laughs> Just nonchalantly, you know. Uh yeah, <laughs> really quickly they just throw that little gag in there. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, um, and uh, and then they're cornered by uh, 
the go- the the goons. Oh yeah, the goons. Uh, oh yeah, it was pretty funny when when they first arrived there. there and Roy O'Bannon's like Whitechapel looks like a lovely place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then they get cornered by goons, and then that's right. That's how they get taken to the the secret base. Then they're taken to the secret base on the river, and they're uh, you know. Strung up in a, you know, James Bond villain-esque, you know, killing mechanism. That's the problem with this movie. There's just so many fucking scenes. Like, we just go from place to place to place to place to place to place to place. And eventually I just kind of forget why we're going to the next place and why we've... Like, I just don't know what's going on anymore. Nor do I particularly care. Like, you know, this movie doesn't... You don't care. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Um... Right, so they're on the they're on the, uh, basically. This is where the bad guys explain their entire plan. Yeah, this is the James Bond sequence. Uh, they're like, okay, uh, we are going to, uh, murder the queen, uh, and the entire all nine royal people. Yeah, this is a terrible in front of Rathbone because it's going to be the machine It's going to be so obvious that Rathbone was behind it. If everyone before him is just gunned down with a machine gun, it's like, oh, look at that. Well, you know, it's going to be, a, well, but this is his whole plan because then he's going to frame it on Lynn. Yeah, but still. she. Mach- so he's like, I, and I'm telling you this now because I'm about to kill you because I'm going to drown you in the river. Yes. Yeah, because so- you're hooked up to this big thing that I'm going to lower to So I can tell water. you my evil plan. So I can tell you my evil plan. And then Donnie Yen's like, yeah, I don't know why I'm working with him, uh, but we have two separate evil plans and we just decided to combine them, basically. Basically. And then there's the, like, the fucking, like, what should have been a way more epic fight scene. What? Where Jackie, uh... Well, so anyway, so then they're like, okay, we're going to leave. Uh, hope you die. We're not going to stay to make sure... Oh, God, so stupid. <laughs> Incomprehensibly dumb. <laughs> that happens in every James Bond movie. Exactly. So the James Bond thing happens. The Goldfinger thing happens. Oh, yeah, so... Um, and this is where they have the revelation, because they think they're going to die, that uh turns out that Roy actually wrote all the books and that he spent all the money on the books. He printed a million copies, and he was second only to the Bible. Yeah, that one year um, somehow he didn't didn't make much money off this. Um, somehow he wasn't the best businessman. Yeah, which doesn't surprise any of us really. Even though, uh, like, yeah, even though the book seemed to be relatively popular, at least in Carson City. Yeah, well, but and then in also England. and in England, so they were popular internationally. Yet he blew all the money on the printings. I don't know. I guess he printed too many, and they weren't that. I don't, they, just, they don't really explain it, but point. It's both successful enough that everyone's heard of him and not successful enough that he lost all his money. Well, maybe he was, like, selling them. For, maybe all his pricing model was all fucked yeah. up and he was losing money in each copy, He's right? probably just a horrible businessman. Probably. I mean, it's Roy... It, like, what do we know about his character so far? Yeah, he's it's not like... really great at anything, so... Well, he's good at, you know, talking. Yeah, he's good at conning people. Yeah, he's really good at that. Like short-term cons, <laughs> um, but yeah, not really, good. not really a long con kind of person. 
No. Oh, yeah. And so Jackie's like, uh, okay, whatever, I guess. Sure. I'm going to go help. I'm going to go escape. Yeah, unrelated. Because I'm good at this I'm and Jackie you're not. Chan, so yeah. I'm going to untie myself with my face. And then I am going to leap off, knock off all the guards while you're being lowered into the water. Yeah, while well, you start drowning. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he starts drowning, but because Jackie's trying to fight the guards, but then also like, like, uh, spin the thing, like, raise the wire that he's on. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he keeps sinking, uh, because he's got too much going on. You know, tense, tense scene. You know. Yeah, and then Jackie knocks off all the guards. Oh, wait, no. Jackie knocks off most of the guards, except one of the guards grabs the machine gun that we talked about before and starts shooting. And then Jackie dives into the water, and he's like, ah, I got to escape all the bullets. And And then he unties. Sorry? He escapes all the bullets in the water successfully somehow, but, you know, does a good job. He gets to the bottom. He gets to the bottom, and he he finds Roy, who is drowning. Yeah, (laughs) Roy, who is drowning, yeah. Uh, and then they, they swim back up to the surface somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I think Roy had an eel in his ass, he said. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so then they swim up, and then the guy's not shooting at them anymore? Well, no, because they, they, they didn't swim, they didn't surface in the exact same spot. Right, they surfaced in, like, a different grotto or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um. And so they're like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Uh, we need to go find Artie because he's, you know, our only friend. Uh, maybe he can help us. Our 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 good friend Artie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's a fan and he will help us. Yeah. So they go and they find Artie. Um. Yeah. Who we find out has just been fired, uh, from the police from Scotland Yard. Yeah. He's he's bad at his job and allowed uh Jackie to break in. Jackie and uh, Roy to break into uh. Rathbones. Yeah, well, and he had them in custody uh, <laughs> before that, and then he let them go. Yeah, so uh, he's kind of bad at his job. Fair enough. Fair enough. But he's 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 a, he's fine with that because he he never really wanted to be a policeman anyway. He always wanted to be a writer. Exactly. Um, so then they ask him to use his his futuristic deduction method of crime solving that he's come up with. Yeah, so that they can go find the kid who has an imperial seal. Yeah, they want to find. Uh, because they're like, if we find the seal, we can prove that Rathbone is a bad guy. Uh, yeah, I don't totally, but yeah, that's what happened. Well, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> kind of, yeah. No, 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 no. I follow. I follow. Rathbone was just in China. Now the seal is in England. Kind of makes sense. I wonder how it got here. Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Only one person went from England for from China to England. No, you know. Well, I mean, you know, who would have had access to the Imperial Seal? Uh, yeah. No, totally. It makes sense. Anyway, so um. It, uh, they, shit, uh, what's going on? Oh, yeah. Incomprehensible plot. <laughs> Just trying to remember, you know, a lot, a lot happened. They, he uses his deduction to figure out that there's wax on the, on, on, uh, on, on the, the kid's, kid's hat. Because Royal Bannon have. managed to snag his, his hat when he was escaping. So. Yes. So he uses his deduction super future awesome thing. Uh, to deduce where where he is, which is uh, uh, Madame Tussauds. Yes, the wax museum. The wax museum. They go to the wax museum to find him. Yeah. Um, <sighs> do they find him first, or they find trouble first? No, they find him first. 
So they find him. Oh, yeah, they find the kid and they find the seal. Uh, but then the uh, the goons come. Oh, yeah, the goons come, and uh, there's some more fighting. And then the goons, like, uh, they the Jackie and Owen Wilson get the seal, and they're good to go. But then the goons have Charlie, um, who is not really yeah. their friend at this point, but they have Charlie, and they're threatening to kill him. Uh, unless they give him the seal. So Owen Wilson is like, ah, oh, fuck, Charlie. Uh, Owen Wilson is, like, not that cold-blooded. So yeah, he's, he's like, like, okay, fine, I'll give you the fucking seal. I'm not going to let you slit this kid's throat. You know, I don't like him, but, like, exactly. you know, I'm not going to let you just fucking murder him. Yeah, so, so uh, Charlie takes what is not just sheer cold-bloodedness because he doesn't have, you know, he's an orphan, he doesn't have parents that love him. So he takes Roy Bennett's sheer lack of coldness as actual warmth. He's endeared to them. Yeah, but all, all, but at this point, the cops show up. Like yeah, and they arrest the, uh, they arrest the two because they broke in. They arrest uh, they, uh, they arrest Artie as well. Yeah, that's right. They arrest uh, everyone the, except the for kids Charlie. Already, yeah, the kids the kids already gone. Uh, so they are being hauled away in the paddy wagon. And they're like, oh shit, man, we're 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 not gonna do too well in prison. Yeah, we're really <laughs> um, in it this time. He said, uh, and then uh, basically, uh, Charlie shows up at the and he's like, he's like, hey, I'm gonna break you out. I have the keys to the paddy wagon. So he does, and they escape. And they're like, okay, fuck. Now we gotta go stop Rathbone. So so they're off. They go to the the culminating because they're like, oh, there's a fireworks display, and the entire royal family is going to be there. This must be where he's going to do his evil plan. Yeah, because they know that he's going to kill the royal family, as we said. So because he told them. Yeah. So <laughs> foolishly. And this is where we have sort of the ultimate climax of the fight fighting in the movie. Donnie Yen is preparing to like you know gun down the entire royal family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's getting ready to be super evil. Um, I don't know why he's doing it personally. Um, seems like someone else could do it. One of his goons could do it for sure. It also seems like you know, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, uh, sure, but also then, unless like, you're Lord Rathbone. Yeah. Then get Donnie Yen to do it. Then you get Donnie Yen to do it. Yeah, but also like, why didn't why did couldn't Rathbone could it? I don't know. This is a silly. Like, I don't know why Rathbone went through all the trouble to get the seal. Like that seemed like a lot of trouble. Yeah, the the way their plans connect is not clear. They they don't connect. But, well, they're just doing each other a solid. But like, yeah, they're just being like, "Hey, you're evil. We're evil. Why don't we be evil together?" Like, why don't I do my evil thing? You do e- your evil thing, and we'll be mutually help each other out. You scratch exactly, my back, so, I'll scratch yours. So Donnie ends like, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking murder the entire royal yeah, family." I'll kill- um, kill the queen and the royal family, no problem. But then this is where Jackie shows up. Fight, fight, fight. And we get Jackie Chan versus Donnie Yen, which is what everybody wants to see. And it's extremely underwhelming. Um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. It's fine. I'm pretty underwhelmed. Um, like, I mean, there's a few great... There's some acrobatics in it, but I'm overall a bit underwhelmed by it. Right. Like, it wasn't uh, and- creative enough. Sorry? It wasn't creative enough. Right. There was a lot, like, the, the moves were cool, and there was, like, fast action, and Donnie uh, did that awesome, like, you know, thing where he jumps up from yeah. the downed position. That's badass. 
Um, yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. So he does that. And then we get Fan Wong, uh, Lynn, the actress who plays her. She also joins in. I don't know if it's actually her, because I don't know if she has the martial arts experience. I think she does. I, yeah. I think it is her. Okay. But um, so she joins in, uh, and then they have that fight. And uh, then, like, she gets, uh, she ends up killing Donnie Yen with a firework. Yeah, he explodes somehow. Um, don't don't ask questions. Well, she fires it, the firework at him. It flows. He gets propelled by it off the boat, and it explodes. Yeah, what with other him movie does that happen in? Does that happen in Mulan? Ah, yeah, that's that's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sick. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Um, and then yeah, so they they got rid of Donnie Yen. Yeah, so that's and, one, oh, the one fire, down. The, one down, uh, and and they, he did fire off a couple rounds because the chain gun is all spinning while this is all happening. Yeah, and the chain gun, like, what do you say, two hundred rounds a minute, and it's just like spinning, firing by itself. I I feel like an an early chain gun like that. Somebody would get hit. So, a somebody would get hit, but I don't think it would have the functionality to be able to just c- continuously fire by itself while spinning for that long. I feel like it would, because it's, it's just, is this is... It would overheat because it's ancient? This is the first machine gun, apparently, like, allegedly. Yeah, like, this is, this is, like... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, they had them in know. the Civil War, but we will, we'll, we'll look the other way that way, but, you know. Right. Um, <laughs> they, uh, they're like, cool, now we gotta go after Lord Rathbone. They follow him into, I guess... For some reason, Big Ben. I guess he like goes into Big Ben. Yeah, is B- Big Ben must be near because they were uh, they were. Well, Big Ben is like right on the river, which is where they were. Oh, they were by the river, right? Yeah, so they're in Big Ben. What was I gonna say? So they go, they they, they follow uh, him into Big Ben. Uh, Artie, Lynn, uh, Jackie, and uh, and Owen. They're all going on together to go take him out, and they're like getting ready to like sword fight him and shit. Uh, but then he pulls out his little sissy gun <laughs> and <laughs> shoots Artie in the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't even have any pearl handles. Um, Doesn't even have pearl handles. Yeah, and then <laughs> there's the awesome scene where Roy O'Bannon and Artie leap over the the royal guard. Oh, yeah, that happened as well. They they leap over all the guards with a horse. Which is, again, So they get into Big Ben. It's incomprehensible, this plot, because, like, the whole bit there is that, like... He can't flinch, which is a callback to earlier. Yeah, they can't flinch. Like the, but it's like, but they're, besides when they're guarding the palace. The whole point is they're guarding the palace. They can't flinch unless you're trying no, no, to get no, no, into the palace. No, 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 no. They can't flinch at all. Like what? <laughs> what? Incomprehensible. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> they jump over the uh, the guards. They go into Big Ben. And it already gets shot, and he's like, "Ah, I got shot in the shoulder." Yeah. I can't go follow him. And so Lynn is like, uh, okay, I'm going to stay with Lynn is like, I'm the woman. I'll Uh, stay behind. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And uh, they're like, okay, uh, we're going to go kill Rathbone, even though I'm... I, Roy, am not at all qualified to do that. Yeah, like, why does Roy go? I don't even have a gun with one bullet. Why doesn't doesn't Roy stay behind? (laughs) Like, why don't the two people who... Because he's got to do it, because he's the main character. Yeah, why don't the two people who have any combat experience go? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you don't understand how this All right, bad, <laughs> my mistake. Yeah, it's got to be the two protagonists. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That's what it says in the I script. Mean, is if you gave Bannon Roy goes. a gun with one bullet, I think he'd, he'd do a lot better. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, they weren't in a church, though. No, but there is a tower. And it's true. 
towers are useful in, in these finales. Um, so they, they climb up the clock tower and, uh, they're looking for uh, him. He's hiding in at the top of the clock tower with all the gears and shit and spinning and crap. Yeah, it's a lot like you know, the finale to the Great Mouse Detective. Exactly, <laughs> a lot like that. Um, Which actually, I think that finale is better. <laughs> and and uh, Roy's like looking for him, and he's hurling insults at him. You know. Yeah, Roy's generally just mouthing off. You know, he's 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 he do it using his weapon. Exactly, uh, and he's like, ah, I, I don't know where he is. I can't find him. And then he surprises him out of nowhere, and he gets pushed out of the window. Well, he gets thrown, he gets thrown through a window again. Classic Roy. Just like in the first movie, he got thrown through another window. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he appears to be very much dead, uh, because who the fuck would survive that? Yeah, he got thrown through <laughs> the window of Big Ben. Like of Big Ben, and so Jackie's like, "No, I gotta fucking kill you." Avenger so then he sword yeah. duels with, with because uh, Roy's my my good pal. Uh, sword duels with Rathbone. Rathbone's like kicking his ass. Rathbone's an accomplished fencer, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and Jackie's like, "Oh fuck." Uh, he's like, "Okay, one more." Uh, and then, like, the, then Jackie's like, "Fuck this! I'm not gonna fight him. I'm just gonna cut the ropes on this platform that we're standing on. We'll both fall out the fucking window." Yeah, like Rathbones aggressively causes his own downfall, and like <laughs> in all of this, like if he didn't tell them where, where, uh, like what he was doing, they wouldn't have been able to find him. If he didn't keep giving Jackie an opportunity. You know, he would have just—he <laughs> yeah, could have just no. killed him right there, like five <laughs> he times. He could have just stabbed him. Yeah, like like his arrogance is what is what is what c- c- killed him. You know, and he didn't need to work with Donnie yet. No, he really didn't need to work with. He Donnie. He could have just done the whole plot himself and not involved Jackie at all by not killing his dad. Exactly. It really like he really f- shot the bet on that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, they both fly out the window because they. They fell off the platform. Yeah, Jack um, cut the cut the but, ropes uh, holding Turns up. out that Roy is hanging on to the clock hand. Roy survived, <laughs> and so he catches Jackie as he's falling, uh, and Rathbone falls and dies, presumably. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. He falls to his death. I don't know how how uh, 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 Roy knew which one was which when he came crashing through, but he. Uh... He knew which one was Jackie, and he grabbed Jackie successfully. Um, so they're like, okay, cool. Uh, I guess we killed the bad guys. But, yeah. That's pretty good, that's right? That's pretty good, but we're... Oh, we're in a pre- oh, wait, wait, wait. How are we going to get off this fucking clock hand? Yeah, we're in a pretty sticky situation here. Uh, so then they're like, okay, uh, the big Union Jack that is attached to this uh, fucking tower because they're celebrating... Something. Queen Victoria yeah. something, Her something Jubilee. Jubilee or whatever, yeah. I don't know which one. There's a whole bunch of levels to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they, uh, they're they like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're going to grab the flag. That way we can, like, you know, it'll catch, it'll us, catch somehow, us somehow. I, I don't know. Aim for the flag. Uh, I don't really know if they planned to do what they did or if it was just kind of a luck that it worked out that way. But, yeah, so they, they fall, aim for the flag. It it uh, They catch the flag. Rips in a very convenient fashion. It slows them down enough, slowing their their um, falling speed. Uh, and then they fall to the ground. 
their fall is broken by Queen Victoria's carriage. Um, Who's the actress? She's got who, dead eyes, creepy dead eyes. Just absolutely dead. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, oh, yeah, fuck, uh, we survived. Uh, I guess we're gonna, uh, they're gonna knight us now because we saved the queen. Yeah, like I, I don't really know how they know. Uh, they know that, that that that's what happened, though. Well, I mean, like who explains? I what think happened? it's clear something went down. Like, yeah, but and some somebody intervened. But it's it's who explains to the queen what happened? I think it's it's clearly wrong. And how? Yeah, you're probably right. But how are they not immediately <laughs> put to death after crashing through the queen's? Uh, uh, because they saved her life. But yeah, but they, how did she find that out? Anyway, there's 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 enough already already put. Oh, you're right. Already must have set it. them straight. Already must have exploded it because he gets knighted too. You're right. You're right. He took a bullet for the queen. He did. He took a bullet for the queen. <laughs> and uh, they're knighting them, you know. Uh, and Artie, Roy, and John Wang all get knighted. Uh, and uh, Lynn does not because it's eighteen something something. And I guess they don't do that um, with women. Yeah, you know, because you know, she's a, she's a woman. Yeah, uh, although you know, she clearly did kill uh, Donnie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she did the heavy lifting there. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I don't know, um, but they're like, yeah, yeah, we save the day. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, let's have our whole like epilogue now. And they're like, oh, yeah, because then we hear Artie's full name for the first time. Yeah, as he's being knighted, yeah. Yeah, and they call him Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, as in the writer, who invented Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he's like, you know, um, I'm going to start writing a book about a detective who uses deductive methods, like the ones I use. My deductive methods. And then... And he's like, well, what are you going to call him? And then he's like, I thought I'd use your name, Roy. Your fake Sherlock name. Holmes. I thought you had a great fake name. So, um, what is, I mean, Roy O'Bannon's also a fake name. Oh, yeah, good point. It's His real name is Wyatt Earp. His real name is Wyatt Earp, yeah. But it's, he's not the Wyatt Earp, apparently, I guess. Also, uh, well, and then this isn't the end of, this isn't the end of our historical references. Because the kid introduces himself as Charlie Chaplin. What? So you've got <laughs> yeah. What a group uh, we Jackie's, had here. Uh, sorry, Owen's telling Jackie all about his great idea that they're gonna go to Hollywood and because motion pictures are the next new big thing. Fuck Zeppelins, man. Yeah, fuck you Zeppelins. Know? Get like, into uh, get into film. Um, they call it motion pictures because you know everybody needs a good action picture. You know, like. He's like, yeah, you know, you'd, you'd be really good. You can have a good yeah, action Yeah, you do that, do that kung fu thing that you do. They'd, yeah, exactly. They love that. And then he's like, John Wayne, movie star? It could work. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense because no one <laughs> said movie. The word movie's not been said. And Well, it, it doesn't fucking matter, And the matter, concept right? of movie star doesn't even exist yet. It's 1887. No, I know, but, you know... 
a lot of things don't exist that happen in this movie. It's like such a bad note to go out on, though, because it's like the worst. Most... It's not the final note that they go out on, though, because then we realize that Charlie is stowing away in the carriage. Oh uh, yeah, so he's going with them to Hollywood. He's going with them to Hollywood. He's going with them to Hollywood. He's gonna he's gonna become a Hollywood star because he's Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, exactly. He's stowing away to Hollywood. Yeah, and that's it. That's the end of the movie. God, what? Uh... I think. We disagree a little bit about this movie. Yeah, I think so. And uh, should we <laughs> should we get into our initial thoughts and and discuss why you're wrong? Well, why you're wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Why uh, you're wrong? We can, we can talk about why you're wrong. So okay, so this this movie is like okay. So they took, you know, the old movie. They stripped out all the parts that you know didn't really work that well, you know. And then like. You know, they added, you know, a better supporting cast, you know. Uh, you got Fan Wong in this movie, who's great. She does some fucking kung fu shit. It's good. Uh, Donnie Yen, fucking sick kung fu. Yeah, I mean, they don't really use any of the supporting cast, and I would say the supporting cast is... And Aiden Gillen, who pretty early in his career, I think this is the first movie he probably did in, you know, North America. Well, although this the first Hollywood movie I think he, he'd done... Um, is an excellent fucking villain. He's a good villain. He does that well. Um, no, this movie's definitely worse <laughs> than the first one. <laughs> you think it's worse? It's, it's less racist, but it's definitely worse. Like, I think <laughs> this movie... I think this movie needed to be merged with the first movie. I think if... What do you mean? I, I think my biggest gripe with this movie is that there wasn't enough fighting. There was so much fighting. There wasn't enough. There was too much talking. And the dialogue was... I feel like there was more fighting in this movie than there was in the first one. I don't know that there was. And my second... Because the first one, you basically... The fighting scenes that you have are basically, okay, you have the bar fight. You have um, the fight at the end. No, there's tons more interludes of fighting. Like what? There's the, the standoff scene where he's the horseshoe... Okay, yeah, there's, there's that. Uh, the scene where he fights the the Indians, you know, because they're, they're all evil and savage because they're Okay, racist. so there's four fight scenes then. And then there's the the uh, the scene with the hanging. There's tons of action in that in that for in the first one. That's not a fight scene. That's an action scene. Yeah, there's there's this equal amount of well, there's more action in this movie this one I don't know there's just so much talking in this one and there's the scene the dialogue scenes always seem to go on for like what my biggest I think this movie I think the biggest thing that went wrong here is that well nothing no this is the first one <laughs> this movie's literally perfect <laughs> okay so you need to merge the two movies and you would have almost a perfect movie I think Okay, which part? So the not racistness of this one mixed okay. with... So is it a Western? Yeah, it takes place in the West. I okay. think the fact that it... it the, oh, I found the side, ca- side characters distracting and stupid in this movie. And I found... I also Really? Well, it's because the side, <laughs> the side characters actually had something to do in this movie instead of like in the previous movie where they just did it nothing. It just complicated the already incomprehensible plot. I don't know, this movie was streamlined compared to the first movie. They're both incomprehensible, but that's the thing, is like <laughs> the first one at least had like I don't know, like the the they were like 
something grounding it. This one was not grounded at all, which is fine, <laughs> but it's uh, it's just like so basically just the first one, but without the racism. No, because I think this one had like a kind of an epic element that the first one lacked, um, like yeah. almost Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Feel? Well, I love the whole intro scene. It's so it's so well done in my opinion. The intro scene, the whole one in Ch- the whole part in China. You think thought that was well done? Yeah, I love that bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was worse. I thought it was, and I think the 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 other thing, the last last thing, my last point about this, is that I think the fact that. Uh, they their uh dynamic like Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan's dynamic was like already established was to the detriment yeah. of this movie because really? i think that they relied too much on the fact that it's like oh haha we're already funny together there's almost a, a degree uh, arrogance is not exactly the right word but um I don't know. I thought they brought it up to like a whole other level. No, I didn't. I disagree. I found it to be. I found it to be. They. They. It. It just. It didn't land as well because the dialogue went on for too long. They just. They relied too much on their, on their dynamic, not enough on the actual dialogue. And, but that's just my opinion. You yeah. know. Yeah, I don't I'm know, not, man. My. That's my. Yeah, that is my. Uh, Arbitus opinion i am correct for sure um it's just your opinion man (laughs) anyway um i don't know i thought it was pretty good i thought it was you know an improvement upon the previous film and uh but yeah you 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 can feel free to uh you know there were improvements wrong i think i think this again this movie should have been (laughs) maybe it was the director maybe if this because there's different directors maybe well, we'll get into the basic yeah, the, facts yeah, right we, now. We should have mentioned. So, yeah, let's kind of get into, like, why. Yeah, yeah. Well, so different director, as we just mentioned. This movie is directed by a guy named David Dobkin, who we'll talk about in a second. It's a different director, but they brought back, you know, the uh, the team of writers of uh, Alfred Go. Al- oh, sorry, Alfred Gao. I was pronouncing it Go, but it could be Gao, I suppose. Yeah, Alfred Gao and Miles Miller. Um, crack team of writers crack team of writers you know brought back uh randy edelman on the on the music the core people are basically the same except for the director but it's unclear to me how much how much really the director had all that much control in the first movie to be honest anyway yeah well i like we talked about in the last episodes didn't really seem like he had a hell of a lot of control he was more just uh yeah, he was running the technically running the show. I don't know that he was creatively yeah. running the show. Yeah, but yeah. So sh- let's 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 get into the production, and then we'll talk about how all these people kind of fit together. The first movie came out and was extremely successful, as we discussed last week. Um, yeah. So between Russia or not Russia, or <laughs> Shanghai. Well, New. this movie, the first movie, was between the Russia hours. Exactly. So. So, the first one came out in 2000? 2000. This 2000. was three years later. So, yeah, this movie came out in 2003. 2003. Uh, yeah. Um, and s- 
between this movie and the other movie, uh, Jackie Chan had done uh, Rush Hour 2 and The Tuxedo, and also in Hong Kong done uh, The Accidental Spy. Yeah, so he's he's still kind of working in Hong Kong. I don't know how many Hong Kong movies he did in the 2000s, but I don't think it was that many. Not not as many, obviously, because he was obviously busy in America. Exactly, um, and he seemed to prefer Hollywood movies because they were safer. We were talking about last episode. Yeah. <laughs> he was talking about how they were safer. <laughs> um, at that time, at least, yeah. Um, and he... Uh, well, I was just going to say Rush Hour 2 was obviously extremely successful. I don't know that it's... Th- yeah, Rush Hour 2 was extremely successful. Tuxedo was fine. Uh, Rush Hour 2 was pretty great successful. Movie. Sorry? Yeah, Tuxedo was pretty successful, I think. Like, um, not as successful as Rush Hour 2, but... No, no, I don't think so. But um, basically, I think that everybody who was involved in the first movie was basically like... Let's do that again. Yeah, they had a great time. Everybody had a great time. It made money. Uh, How, why would they not do another one? Why would they not do it again? And based on some things that I heard Jack Chan say uh, other times, basically, I, I think that he just, he really had fun working with Owen Wilson, basically. Yeah, it seemed like it. It seemed like yeah. from the outtakes, they and, had fun. and they just had a rapport, and they just wanted to do it again. Do you know why they switched directors? I don't know exactly, like if it had to do with they didn't like the other guy whose name I've already forgotten, but it doesn't matter because he's from a past episode and he doesn't come back. Um, apparently, though, Jackie was keen on hiring David Dobkin, but it's kind of foggy as to why because. He'd only really he'd only done one feature film before, um. That was Clay Pigeons, right? Um, By the way, Tom Day was the guy. The was the former guy. Tom Day, right, yeah. right, right. So yeah, he he didn't come back, and we got we got Dobkin instead because Jackie wanted him. So they get to work, and they start. They're establishing shots in London, <laughs> but. The whole film is not shot in London. In fact, I don't even know that Jackie and Owen Wilson go to London at all. No, I don't think so. Because they only do the establishing shots. And I don't think... uh, There's one shot where there's two guys in front of Buckingham Palace, but you don't see their faces. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm surprised Jackie was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm surprised he was okay with that. That's weird. So, But actually, they went uh, and shot in Prague. For what was it, fourteen weeks? It was a pretty long shoot. Well, yeah, I mean, you had to do all those stunts and everything. You know, it uh, takes time to get them right. Yeah, well, there's and there's a million superfluous scenes in this movie, <laughs> so you know <laughs> they have to stop and start a hundred thousand times. So it's yeah, just I guess like you get sense. all the quality in there. Oh yeah, get all that yeah extra useless, pointless stuff. Yeah, for sure. From uh uh uh. uh ITN source. There's a great quote here from uh, Owen Wilson. If you want to read that about about uh, 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 shooting in Prague, I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, so Owen Wilson had had some things to say about uh, shooting in Eastern Europe, which I thought was uh, interesting. I've been here a couple months, and we've got another month left. It's funny. I've been in Eastern Europe a lot in the past couple of years. I was in Budapest filming I Spy with Eddie Murphy, and then I was in Bratislava last year filming Behind Enemy Lines. It's not a part of the world I thought of spending much time or even visit, but here I am, and it's pretty nice. And then today, it's like beautiful, sunshiny day. Um, 
it's like when you grow up thinking of Eastern Europe, you think the sun, you think of the sun never coming out and it being kind of grim. <laughs> but it's not that different from Texas. <laughs> and as we discussed last week, Owen Wilson from Texas. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so that, that's pretty funny. Um, have you ever seen the movie I Spy Keaton? No, I was going to bring that up. I, I haven't have seen, that seen movie. it. I seem to remember it being pretty funny, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I Spy with. Is it about spies? Are they so okay? So Owen is Wilson a is a spy, and Eddie Murphy is not a spy, but uh, Eddie Murphy is like a boxer, I think, who is like um, kind of full of shit. Okay, and he's like, uh, but he's like a celebrity, right? But he's recruited by like the the CIA or whatever by the CIA to, to go, go do, do some something. Spy I shit. can't remember what it is. But and Owen Wilson is like his handler. Oh, that's ridiculous. Owen Wilson is this is the straight man? Well, kind of. It, it, it's funny. I mean, I you guess you, watch Eddie it. Murphy and Owen Wilson. Yeah, I guess if those are your two guys. Yeah, between the two of those guys, like who's the straight man, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's even funny that Jackie Chan's the straight man here. The straight man? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not really the straight man. But anyway, um, yeah. Anyway, it's. I just think that that's a movie that uh, nobody ever talks about, and yeah, kind of lost to the sands of time. Kind of, kind of lost to lost to the sands of time there, but uh, maybe it's good. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, maybe we should check it maybe. out. I Spy, Eddie Murphy, Owen Wilson. Yeah, could be a classic. Could be a cl- well, be a it's classic. not a classic because hidden... clearly it isn't. But well, like it could be a hidden classic. Could be a hidden though. gem. Yeah, exactly. But who knows? Check it out. So but it wasn't yeah. it wasn't all in uh, Eastern Europe though. Uh, uh, they did do some shots in Canada, from what I understand. I I assume that was the Carson City bit. You're pro- yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. I, I was thinking I didn't I couldn't tell I didn't know which which parts were starting. Well, yeah, because I noticed it was also it. in Alberta, so it's probably the same area as the first movie. Yeah, you're it right. might it even have been the same, the same little town. <laughs> Remember. Yeah, they probably did the same thing. Because yeah. I wonder if there's, like, an old western town in Alberta that, like, people shoot movies at. Oh, there definitely probably is. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting, having to return to Canada just for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And and stuff in London, again, I don't know that actually Jackie knows. No, I'm somewhere. not sure that they were actually there. Because that costs money. You have to pay for, like, hotels and shit and fucking... yeah. Owen Wilson's flying first class, obviously. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's a uh, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, so we were talking earlier, like between the two movies, he did Rush Hour and the first Shanghai was sandwiched between Rush Hour, and you were even saying last week that this the Shanghai the noon is basically just Rush. Hour. Yeah, they're very similar in terms of plot. Uh, this movie is not Rush Hour two. No, there's... Although Rush Hour 2 is also more complex than Rush Hour 1. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of how sequels are. They inevitably are going to be more complex. You have to up the game. Yeah. Um, but po- po- my po- point being is, like, uh, uh, Chris Chris Tucker and, and Owen Olsen are, are not the same side men. No. To Jackie Chan. They serve a similar purpose, but they're not precisely the same, no. Well, there's a reason that, that these two movies were independently successful. What, well, and, and people weren't like, it's just the same movie. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah. 
And that's the difference between Owen Wilson and 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 Chris Tucker. Is basically. that they're different people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like that's basically it. It's like that's the difference between the two movies is that they play the character, the side man character, very. Well, differently. I mean, also like you know, uh, I think you're completely forgetting the fact that, uh, or completely uh, ignoring the fact that these two movies take place in the 1800s. Yeah, I mean, which is a not that really ever. Barely, <laughs> barely a factor. Yeah, especially in their dynamic, it's not a factor. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's the situations they're in, though. It's it's different, right? Yeah, you're right. Like, it's true. The situations are much different. But uh, but yeah. So this is a, a there's a great quote here that because Jackie Chan breaks down the difference between the the two of them. Uh, Chris Tucker and Owen Wilson. He he's got he's got it. He's you got know. it figured out. Well, I mean, he's 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 done what three movies with uh, Chris Tucker and two movies with Owen Wilson. You know, he's he's yeah, learned exactly. it. Um, so, yeah, basically, he says that uh, Owen is more inside. Whatever he think, it's dialogue. You have to think it first. Uh, think a little bit, then you get a smile. Chris Tucker immediately gives you a smile, and Owen is more quiet and more human. Um, okay. Um, and Chris is like a joke. Everything is a joke. And I have two good buddies. Yes, Chris and Owen. Okay, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what look... that means. Sometimes diplomatic in there. interviews, uh, Jackie Chan is a bit cryptic. Yeah, well, he's, he gets a bit rambly, and I think the English not, also, not yeah, being the his English first language. Being not as being his first language is probably not. Um, yeah. The the one thing I I always found interesting is like Jackie Chan's done all these English movies and such and and normally a lot of actors like you'll notice like their English gets better. His doesn't. But honestly, I feel like he's he makes like less of an effort now than he did before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe after a certain point, he's just like ah, fuck he realized it, man. he didn't I'm have just to going back to Hong Kong or China or wherever doing movies. Yeah, like after a while, I feel like he's when he realizes he doesn't have to make an effort anymore. It's like, oh, mm. fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like in like some of the outtakes, like you know, in this movie, like there's that whole outtake where he's um is like, uh, she's my babysitter. Oh which, yeah, right, which right, is a hilarious right. Outtake, but <laughs> he doesn't seem to notice it he's, at all. Yeah, he's trying to say baby sister, and and everyone like Owen Wilson like looks over and like. What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in uh, you you kind of you stumble onto our next point here, talking about future Jackie. Future Jackie. Yeah. Well, that's it's it doesn't really add up with his goals, right? Cause right. Apparently, he wants to be an actor. Well, I mean, he is an actor, but, well, but you know, but a, an actor. Sorry, I didn't say it correctly. Right. Well, I mean, from what I like, he said. And I quote, <laughs> actually, I want to be an actor. I hope one day without all action, without all comedy, just like Dustin Hoffman and Robert De Niro. Yes, acting. And when Then the audience still like it? Yes, that's my goal. But I don't know. Can I really do that? Would I really like to do that? I don't know. But myself, I really enjoy all the action. 
The action makes me little, feel good. Little waffly here. It makes me. Jackie. I can give children a lot of fun. <laughs> action for me is like sport, exercise. Do uh, the audience really like Jackie slow motion on the beach kissing the girl and sing a song? Just the whole team's <laughs> song? I don't know. I hope that one day a director will give me a great script. Jackie, that's a romance story. You can do it. Yes, I hope one day I can do it. So just like this movie, that statement is dense and incomprehensible. Well, he's kind of just stream of consciousness uh, here, I think. But, but uh, I'm sorry, Jackie. You're Jackie Chan. Go get somebody to write a script for you. Yeah, you, you, seriously. Like, you could do whatever you want. You're Jackie Chan. Like, I'm surprised he hasn't made, like, a serious non-action well, movie. Well, for all I know, he has, the waters. and it was in China, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, good point. He probably actually probably has in Hong Kong done, like, a less action-y movie. Yeah, well, I'm thinking, like, after all the Hollywood stuff, right? What has he done? I haven't yeah, really right, been paying attention. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty much that. Yeah, the production's... Uh, it's basically a lot more know. of the same, you know? Some cool shit happened, they did some cool stunts, and they, uh... Except this time it wasn't in Alberta. Exactly, it was in Prague this time. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of what happened, but who did it is brings us to our next segment, is the question that is on everyone's minds, I believe. Yes, this is a. This is you know this is we're just giving credit where credit is due in this segment. Yeah, you know, um, because there's nothing amazingly interesting about how they shot this no, movie. No, not really. <laughs> uh, different cinematographer this time. Uh, this time we have. We're nothing out of the ordinary, rather. Yeah, no, not really. It's all vaguely interesting. Uh, this time we have Adrian Biddle, different guy than the previous movie. So I wonder if it's David Dobkin who brought yeah, exactly. His own you know. That usually happens. The the former guy was uh, Dan Mendel, who we talked about, who had a Star Trek connection. Yeah, and he did pretty well in the yeah. first one, so it wasn't wasn't because he, he didn't blow it. He I assume just you know brought in a different guy. I would not say that the cinematography was better or worse than this one, but this guy did uh, no. some some well known films you may have heard of, such as Aliens. What? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Thelma and Louise. And, uh, well, that is a movie I've heard of for sure. V for Vendetta. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one with the Guy Fox mask on the cover. And for uh, sure. 1492 Conquest of Paradise. Oh yeah. So okay, uh, okay. you know, pretty accomplished that's... guy. You know, did a pretty decent job on this film. I don't know if there's that much really to say. This this film was also uh, widescreen anamorphic. Just like the, the real question is, do we do we know who the first AC was? Well, I'll tell you who the first AC was, and it depends on which country we're talking about. Oh, right. So uh, we want the Prague unit. That's the most important unit. We want that. We have Ashley Bond. Uh, who? Uh, wow. But uh, yeah, so that's that's that. I don't really have that much to say. You know, it it was well done, but. Not particularly interesting. Although, there were some kind of cool shots in the intro sequence, which I 
you know, I like the intro sequence, but Keaton thinks it's fucking dumb. Uh, oh, I, or there were all I'm those, like, you... overhead things and stuff. Yeah, I remember one shot from the open, from that intro sequence that was pretty cool, actually. Yeah. It wasn't that I didn't like it. It's just that it wasn't very memorable, I guess, because <laughs> okay, I couldn't yeah. remember anything that happened in it. All right. But you know what is memorable? What? Welcome to the truth. Yes. Okay. Here we are. It's truth time. Uh, we're going to set the record straight. I, I'm i just going to preempt you here and talk about something that I noticed. I don't know if you're going to get to it. Okay. But the Imperial Seal, I looked it up. Yeah. In fact, a real thing does not look anything like that. Didn't think so. No, that's not what I was going to get into, but that's uh that is a good a good place to start with yeah, the truth. Yeah. The actual Imperial Seal of China is is actually square. It's not round. Cuz I was wondering like if it is like how if and how racist it is, you know. I to, to I think a Chinese lot of the Chinese culture, culture stuff was like, like... cuz I don't know how much you know Jackie was actually involved in the creative right. aspect of certain details you know well i mean he read the script and he was clearly you know one of the guys in charge right yeah 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 exactly yeah. so he so, they're like i feel like if he had an issue with some aspect of it that you yeah know. so i don't like racism might not be the issue but who knows about accuracy <laughs> no 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 exactly but we're gonna last week we talked about the the racism so we'll we'll let that sleep for this week <laughs> And yeah. instead, we'll, well talk okay, about. Okay, so I will tell you, there is no place in India called Nevada. Really? <laughs> yes. I'm shocked. Yeah. So let's set that straight. All right. So so let's get into the truth here. This what is our got? main story. We're What's talking story? about the fact that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was in this movie. <laughs> okay. I actually did read his his Wikipedia article. As far as I know, he was not a detective at any point. In fact, yes. he was a medical doctor, right? Well, that's what I was going to mention. Well, cause first of all, what I was going to say is when I was first watching it, I was like, okay, hold on, 18, because I'm a, I'm a fairly large Sherlock Holmes fan. I'm not, like, right. world's biggest, but, like, when they first were mentioning Sherlock Holmes, I was like, okay, hold on, 1887, that's, like, I think Sherlock Holmes might have been Already a been thing. written. <laughs> yeah, right. like, it might have been a thing. But, no, the first the first Sherlock Holmes uh, 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 novel which was more as a series of articles, but at the when it was like first a, published, like a serialized uh, novel. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was eighteen eighty seven, so it does it does that up there. Actually, um, that that's right about on time, isn't it? Exactly. That's a, well. That's when this movie takes place, eighteen eighty seven. Yeah. Um, he wrote it pretty quick, I guess. I guess he wrote it pretty quick. Yeah. In this in this movie, they portray Sir Arthur Conan Doyle as being basically Sherlock Holmes. Except yeah, basically, <laughs> except bad at his job in other ways. Except, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but in in reality, as you said, you read his his page. He was a lot more. I think Watson was his was he, how he wrote himself into it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was uh he was actually a doctor, and he was in uh, I believe he was in um. 
the army as well. Okay. Did he fight in like the Boer War or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he actually like fought any like uh, uh, um, uh, it was in combat, but I think he was just in the army okay. briefly. And then he had a medical practice, but he hated being a doctor. He never wanted to be a doctor. Um, he wanted to be a a, 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 writer. a writer, just exactly. like so in this movie. Exactly. So you know, not not totally off. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that they kind of added like that was just a funny thing that they could add. It was all a point of the joke. But you know, they actually got it quite right in the in the sense that I, I, that's kind of what I wanted. Uh, like, do you think the year eighteen eighty seven? Do you think that was all because of this? Do I think that's why they sent it? Why they said it in eighteen eighty seven? No. Uh, because uh, the reason why I don't think so is because when was the first one set? Oh, good point. And is it exactly three years afterwards? Because uh, could that is that just a coincidence or like I what's think going that on that's here? Probably a coincidence. Shanghai noon. When is Shanghai noon set? Because they say the date at the beginning of this one. They say it's eighteen eighty seven. Yeah, they definitely do. Uh, eighteen eighty one. So it's it's longer. Uh-huh than the amount of time that happened in real life. So then I think they might have done it on purpose. Just for this. Just okay. for that bit. What about all the Jack the Ripper shit? Is that, on, is that the right year? Basically, no one knows anything about Jack the Ripper. That's what well, I've come I to. know one thing about Jack the Ripper, and I learned it from Star Trek, and that's actually Jack the Ripper was an alien entity. Oh, is an alien? Yeah, yeah, you're correct. So it says here... That he was active from 1888 to 1891, so which would be actually, after this movie, actually. After this movie, yeah, but it could be it could be that you know it just wasn't you know reported. Well, like maybe it was. A, they were talking about it like that. It was widely known that it was a thing. Oh to yeah, watch you're right. Before. You're right. So yeah, yeah there's so it there's another there's reported. a we yeah. just found a little sub truth there. Yeah. Little, uh, that's an inaccuracy, but yeah, there you go. So Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, he's Watson, not Sherlock. Yes. Well, Roy O'Bannon is Sherlock. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, A Study in Scarlet, which was the first one, came out in 1887, as you serialized, as you say, novel. Okay. And and then the, as the subtruth is the uh, Jack the Ripper was not active until 1888, so can't have been uh, can't have been him. Some right. other serial killer. Well, I mean, do we want to like go on find out the historical sheriffs of Carson City and find out that Chong Wang was one of them? <laughs> wow! Whoa! <laughs> like, I'm sure we could figure that out. <laughs> Carson City sheriff. <laughs> I, I don't think you need to look it up. I think we know. <laughs> I just want to know if you could find a list of sheriffs and how far back it would go. I mean, it's definitely written down. Yeah, it's like, written down somewhere. I just you might have to go to the Carson City archives. I don't know. Um, like, do I have to email the Carson City archives? Carson Sher- current sheriff is Ken Furlong, if you're curious. So, what's next? I kind of brought up Star Trek. Maybe we should just do that. <laughs> Let's fucking do it. <laughs> All right, 
Welcome to Six Degrees of Star Trek. This is the, the segment in which we find the connections between this film and Star Trek. And, you know, since we did Shanghai Noon last week, and we're going to have a lot of the same connections. Yeah, crossover. Uh, I decided to do things slightly differently. Okay. Okay, what does that mean in this context? Normally, when we do Six Degrees of Star Trek, it's like, okay, there's, it's like, it's like a tr- like a tree and it all leads back to star trek right yeah but like so if i were to draw this movie on a piece of paper the connections it would look more like like a spoked wheel in at at the center of that wheel would be michelle yo <laughs> okay who wait who's she uh she's not in this movie Okay. But she's at the the movie is around the edge of the wheel. Oh, interesting. Okay. Michelle Yeoh uh has a big role in Star Trek Discovery, uh where she plays one slash two characters. Yeah, uh, I'm not gonna go into that much detail about it because <laughs> this is a fairly recent series, so maybe you don't want me to ruin it. Spoilers actually matter in this context. Uh, Michelle Yeoh is our Star Trek connection. She's been in Star Trek, but nobody in this film, to my knowledge, I was able to find, has actually been in Star Trek. Really? Okay. So, but um, we essentially have two people in this movie that connect to Michelle Yeoh many, many times over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. That's interesting. What what is it? Tell me about it. Okay. So uh, we're going to start with Donnie Yen. Okay. Donnie Yen has been in three movies with Michelle Yeoh. Jesus. Okay, what movies? Uh, so, uh, Donnie Yen was in the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, yeah, okay. Hidden Dragon, colon, Sword of Destiny. Sword of Destiny, of course. Which obviously stars Michelle Yeoh, if you've seen the first one. Um, Indeed. Uh, Donnie Yen has also been in a movie called Butterfly and Sword with Michelle Yeoh. Not familiar with that movie. It's these but. are all Hong Kong like action movies, basically. <laughs> Fair enough, makes sense. <laughs> um, and Donnie Yen has been in another movie called Wing Chun with Michelle Yeoh. I think I actually have heard of that movie. Right, and then we get to Jack Chan. And that, oh fuck yeah, okay. He's been in movies with her as well. Jack Chan's been in four movies with Michelle Yeoh. <laughs> Holy shit! Okay. Um, starting with Police Story 3, Super Cop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about Police Story briefly last week. Yeah. Uh, or the week before, I don't remember. One of, I believe there's a stunt in that movie where Michelle Yeoh rides a motorcycle on a train. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's so she's, sick. She's amazing. She's done, like, all sorts of fucking crazy shit. That's sick. So does she do, like, stunts as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right, right. She's also been with him in Police Story 4, A.K.A. Super Cop 2. It has two titles. Oh, no. (laughs) Sorry? (laughs) It's very confusing. So they did Police Story 3 Super Cop, and they did Super Cop 2, A.K.A. Police Story 4, A.K.A. uh, Police Story 3 2. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's nightmarish. (laughs) And then... She was also with Jackie Chan in Kung Fu Panda 2. Oh, that's a great movie. Kung Fu Panda series. I was just watching Kung Fu Panda last night. It's a great really? movie. Great oh, yeah. franchise. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a while. Um, and Excellent finally, franchise. in 
a film called Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars, also with Michelle Yeoh. So the three movies, four movies. So we've got seven movies that she's been in. Seven separate movies. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was unable to find a movie that had Jackie Chan, Donnie Yen, and Michelle Yeoh. It's Yonah. almost better this way. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because it's like seven whole separate movies. Yeah. With each of them, it's kind of weird. Maybe they're like, maybe they weren't. They didn't work together for a reason prior. Why? I mean, they're different generations. But... What? Uh, Donnie Yen and the other two. And Jackie Chan. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, they were in this movie together. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, just a uh, lot of Hong Kong and a little bit of Star Trek, <laughs> basically. A lot of Hong Kong, little Star Trek. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Star Trek uh, Discovery. Star Trek is in there. I like... It's in there. I like the wheel approach. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's, it's, I could draw it's it. It's creative it approach. Good. It would be like, the inner track of the wheel is Donnie Yen, and the outer track is Jackie Chan. Because Jackie Chan's got more points on him, so he's he's a bigger circle, yeah. right? Well, yeah, he's a he's a bigger wheel, exactly. <laughs> bigger tread, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's that is that. Um, Fuck yeah! All right, well that's a, that's that's pretty sick. So we've got basically one. Yeah, let's let's kind of talk about like you know. Because uh, I think I think we kind of alluded to this that you know that you know there may or may not be a sequel to this movie at some point in the future. Yeah, there's a, a, a Shanghai Dawn. Shanghai Dawn. It has a name. Uh, I heard Jack Chan. I had I I watched an interview with Jack Chan where he was talking about it. Um, and this was a long time ago too. It was like seven years ago, and he he this was like I think. Shortly after, or, or oh, I don't know, actually, I don't know how long it was, but some point after Rush Hour 3, and he was being asked, like, where's Rush Hour 4? Yeah. Uh, because, uh, like, but I find it funny, which is one of the reasons why I think that, I find it interesting that I think Jack Chan really, really enjoyed making this movie, is that he turned that question about where is Rush Hour 4 into, let me tell you about Shanghai Dawn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. That movie's great. He's like, but let yeah, me tell you we this. might do Rush Hour Four. You know, we're just waiting for a good script. Um, and then he was like, yeah, so uh, we're gonna do Shanghai Dawn at some point. Uh, we already have uh, the funding and everything lined up. We're just looking for a good script. Yeah, like because well, I mean, I I guess he just never found a good script. Yeah, like from what it seems is like basically as soon as Shanghai Nights came out, they were greenlit. Yeah, for so another. it's basically just like, um, I think the money is there whenever Jackie wants to do it. Yeah, who knows what the issue is because they all everyone it all seems like it's well. I mean, it's maybe ready he just go. doesn't want to do like a Rush Hour Three situation where they kind of made it. And it was just kind of meh. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that's true. They want it to actually be, like, a good... Yeah, from from what I understand, like, everybody's down to do it. They just... The ball, like, it's not just... It's just not moving forward, you know what I mean? Yeah, they gotta do it soon before Jackie's too old to do anything uh, fun. Well, before, maybe know. I gotta write it to make it happen. You're... Yeah, maybe... Yeah, you yeah. should write it. You know... <laughs> You gotta call, call up, Jackie up Jan, uh, call up Wilson, Go and, and Miller. Sorry, 
Oh yeah, Miles Miller. That's true. I gotta talk to them. But yeah, Miles Miller wrote Spider Man Two, which is you know fucking excellent movie. Best, Great movie. Great movie. Best superhero movie ever. Uh, that's a hot take. I don't know if I can agree with that. <laughs> I don't know if you can disagree with that. I think it is peak superhero film. But anyway, it's, that's an argument for another I'm time. I'm not going to disagree with it right now. Yeah, yeah I won't. I'll, I choose not to disagree with it right now, but we'll, we'll leave that there um, for now. But yeah, let's uh, let's end this episode about Shanghai Nights yes. and give our uh, give some okay, final thoughts. Great movie, perfect movie. Uh, nothing else to say <laughs> there, Keaton. Yeah, I don't think you have anything to say. Uh, Better than the first in every way. It's gonna have to, it's gonna have to be a meh from me, Doug. Take I it don't know. I guess you just don't like good movies. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah, no, I guess not. I don't know. I guess I just like racist movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you really needed the racism for you to enjoy it. Like, that's all yeah. I can figure is what, what's really, going on here. Really, that must be it. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think it's great. Geaton, you disagree because you're dumb. And uh, that's all there is to it. Uh, let's, uh, before I play as that, let's just check if I have any shoutouts to do. Hopefully, maybe there's somebody in Prague that I can... Uh, oh, that would be great if there was a Prague shout-out. Is, uh... Sorry, we should have said that. Uh, we called it the Czech Republic, but the... Well, I mean, it still is the Czech Republic. But we could have called it Czechia if we wanted to. Uh, so... Uh, no, it does not appear... Let me just... Double-check, but it does not appear that... Why don't... Why don't we email this episode to someone in Czechia, and then... <laughs> It does not appear that any Czechs have ever listened to our podcast. So that's that's too bad, but... Uh, Damn it. You know, I guess the Russians are listening, uh, so... They're always listening, yeah. yeah. Well, no, they are. They're 100% listening. I have the stats here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Putin's listening. Uh, I'm sure fucking the Chinese are not listening. No, they don't. They can't. They're not allowed to listen to the podcast. Well, no, Xi Jinping listened to the podcast ourselves, himself, and he was, like, uh, not allowed. Well, he, he he said he might be interested when we finally do a Winnie the Pooh episode. <laughs>